0: Welcome to Fisher Link, presented by Fisher, Inc. A new podcast for the Fisher College of Business to highlight stories in and around Ohio State that you may not have heard about. My name is Paige Palmer and I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm joined by Brent Koffenbarger.
1: Hey everybody, my name is Brent Koffenbarger and I'm a third year Fisher of College of Business student from Dublin, Ohio. With us now is Scott Ellsworth, a man not unfamiliar with the Ohio State off-campus area. Scott has owned and operated a bar on High Street since 2007 Starting with two spirits under high and now currently operating three spirits above high and barrel spirits on high. Scott, thanks for taking some time to come on the podcast. Can you tell us a little about yourself?
2: Uh, I'm a, a, a kind of a punk kid from Parma, Ohio. It's a suburb outside of Cleveland. Uh, I you know, graduated high school, went to Toledo for a quick minute, uh, dropped out, moved down to South Carolina for love, ended up Getting married to that to that girl, moved back up here, had a couple kids. Then I was then I'd always been in the restaurant bar industry. So I tended bar for probably uh, ten years before I bought Twos. Um, and I bought Twos in '07. The bar was bought because I kept getting fired from my bar traps because I was a smart who thought he knew everything and uh, wasn't wasn't very good at. Uh, Taking direction from authority, I guess, which would probably be the case for much, you know, most bar owners. I would have to think. Um, so, when I uh, when I got fired from my last job, my uh, my wife, you know, I had an eight month old son at home, our first kid, and uh, you know, coming home and seeing, you know, your little boy and your an unemployed bartender with no job is, you know, pretty debilitating. She was a man, so. Yeah, you know, I talked to my wife and, you know, she said, hey, to you know, you should either go put on a suit and tie and sell something or go buy a bar where you can't fire yourself. So, uh, that's how twos, that's how twos came to be. I called the family friend. I was thinking about buying a bar down in Grove City. And, uh, you know, he was like, no, don't, don't do Grove City, buy twos. I'm like, oh, I can't afford twos. And, uh, he said, well, if you can go find the money, uh, I'll give it to you, you know, for a steal. So went to bank after bank after bank. I think it was rejected about 12 times. Um, we ended up putting up our house, our savings, um, everything we had uh, to buy that little bar in the basement underneath High Street. So but I, uh, I think it turned out fairly well for for uh, us and I think the campus community.
0: Alright so within the past few years uh, you found out that you were going to have to close Twos which was your first bar due to the renovations on High Street. So after that, uh, you closed a deal to buy what was previously the Scarlet and Gray Cafe, and then turned that into Threes. So, what was that process like for you? Do you wish you did everything differently? Did you learn anything? Um, kind of starting with a clean slate of you know a bar that wasn't already set up.
2: Um, I learned that it still sucks. Um, it, it's it's not it's not easy to, to open up a bar if it's if it's a place that's set. You know, like it, like twos was was convenient because it was already a little dive bar in a basement. You know, I, I just, you know, people think all I had to do was go in there and maybe change a couple TVs, but it, there's just so much involved in, you know, doing a even just a minor rebrand like that just changes because it was not else too. Nobody knows and not else So it's, I was just, I changed it to two because that almost became his name, right? So, you know, you know, with, With staffing and with uh, you know painting the walls, with putting up TVs, and everybody complained about everything no matter what you did around every corner. Because when I bought the bar, yes, it was a failing bar, but it still had its regulars there that didn't want to see change. They wanted things to stay the same because you know them and their tent buddies can hang out there, probably drink for free, you know, while the the business is just you know losing you know minute after minute. So. When I went in there, it was it was definitely it was definitely tough. Um, so I didn't necessarily have that aspect as much when I took over Scarlet and Gray uh, because people knew me from two. So we had you know I would say a fairly good track record on campus for you know just creating kind of a cool you know cool environment for college kids to hang out and for parents to come on you know parents weekend or game days and stuff like that. So. That that not wasn't wasn't as is, is hard. Um, the hard thing was like building stuff out, you know. we and we, you know, everything in there we did ourselves. So just doing that, you know, physical, you know, labor was a lot different than what I had to deal with with at at tubes. Um You know, sure we have the people who like lost Carla and Greg, and you know, for I don't know the first couple of weeks we would have you know random hippies walking by and giving us the finger because you know we didn't have their weird ones or whatever, you know. Shows that they liked anymore, you know, because we have now transformed it into, you know, what what we are, you know, you know we have what we think is you know friendly, cool staff, you know, outgoing, um, sometimes brash musicians, you know that you know that sing sing along songs that make people happy, um, and that's not what that place was before. But again, both places were failing, so you know. It, it, it does feel good to be able to go into a place and give it a, a new life, you know, rather than it being knocked down and turning into another Starbucks, you know, on campus. Definitely.
1: After you announced twos was going to have to close, there was a giant response from the Ohio State students to uh, the hashtag Save Twos movement. What did that response mean to you personally?
2: Oh my God, it was insane. Um, again, I'm just like a, you know, like a punk kid from Park, Ohio. So for, you know, for me to see anybody... You know, I understand people care about our bar because they, they like who we are. We're authentic. We're just a real bar. But <clears throat> to see the, you know, like the same twos in the student section spelled out on like national TV and the you know, all over the all over the world, um, it is insane. I mean, even just game day this past year, it was down in like Auburn for Auburn's game day, and I mean, Ohio State even playing. You know, it's uh, it's definitely uh, it was definitely a humbling thing to uh, to see everywhere. And it's funny because I, the the story behind it was I I basically, uh, Columbus Underground, I believe it was, asked me to do like an op-ed piece about, you know, how I felt about, uh, you know, two's clothing and and the news and stuff like that. So, you know, I basically spilled my heart out onto a piece of paper and then my wife cleaned it up so it looked, you know, like I didn't look like a dirtbag bar owner. But I finished the story by just, you know, you know, saying hashtag save two's, didn't even think twice about it. You know it was it wasn't some crazy calculated like hey I'm gonna really push this but when I did that it, it kind of like took on a thing of its own so which is what I think makes both of the bars cool is because our the people who, who love who like us love us they're like they're intense with their commitment to us you know so you know it, it was a it was definitely a surprise to see it but you know, I guess looking back, I shouldn't have been surprised because I know how loyal people are to us So, and our brand.
0: Awesome, definitely. So uh, recently you purchased a bus to be used to transport people to threes, which, to my knowledge, at least, no other bar near Ohio State's campus has so far. So can you talk a little bit about the bus, give an update on... How
2: that's been going so far? What we can look um, forward to? It's going great. It's uh, I'm, I'm kind of mad because uh, John White, he's, he's my musician. He, he came to me ten years ago when I first bought Susan. and just a backstory on him. He uh, he was he's never played anywhere. He's like, hey, I've never played anywhere. I'm like, well, I never owned a bar, so maybe we'll be a perfect fit. So ten years later, we're still together. And when I bought threes, he uh, he bought in with me as a minority owner. Two threes, so so. What pisses me off is that he, up with the idea for the bus because I'm like, God, you know, like it's such a great idea, and I'm so used to like, you know, either like, you know, collaborating with my staff or something like this. But this was all, this was all John White's idea, and it's it's brilliant. Um, so that's that's mainly why I'm jealous of him. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we should. I think we paid like I think we paid 2,800 bucks for the bus. And it cost us five grand to get it wrapped. That's how like ridiculously like, like just to give you a perspective of like the kind of bus it is. You know, the <laughs> yeah. beat up old school bus. But um, it actually has like my couch in it from that I had like when I bought my first house like fifteen years ago. Um, so I, I don't know. People seem to really, really love it because I mean, what what other bar will take a bus and go pick you up at your house for free? You know, I we're basically like a free Uber. Um, you know, as long as we could fit you in, um, but yeah, it's been it's been going great, and the uh, the response for it is is amazing. I mean, people people absolutely love it. So, yeah, I think it was a it was a great, great, great idea. So,
1: yeah. So, um, much of the social media engagement and advertising that you guys do uh, in the bar and outside of the bar has a very inclusive theme to it. Can you talk about the process and kind of intentions in engaging people that way? No, that' that's actually a great question.
2: Um, and, I, and I guess I don't, I, I, off the top of my head, I can say why it's like that is because we don't plan for it to be. Um, I think it just kind of happens organically. You know, when we're making fun of people or cutting up with people on social media, we're doing it like we're hanging out with our friends that are at the bar, or hanging out with our friends at home. You know, we're just, just trying to be fun and trying to keep it light and, I I think that's the the biggest key because I think the uh, the millennials are you know, they're awesome. They're the (laughs) you know, they're the generation that's gonna change this country. And uh, I don't think they wanna be inundated with oh well here's a two dollar special and there's three dollars this, four dollar this, like they wanna be engaged, you know, they wanna they wanna be talked to like they're normal human beings, like you know, their parents, you know, but but they're cooler. Um, so I just think the the social, media, the social media thing has just always been, I think, you know, I think we've always been great at it because it's just, it's just real. It's just, uh, it's just us, you know, talking directly to the students and I, it, that, it's funny because people to see us as a person, you know, so I think that's, that's the key. We don't seem like a, a bar, you know, if we're making fun of somebody or like jabbing at somebody, we're not doing it because we're like, oh, they're going to get pissed and come to our bar we're just doing it because it's it's an interactive thing it's that's that's how you guys interact so that's how we have to you know keep doing it so yeah we're super proud of our of our social media presence
0: no yeah for sure you guys do a great job with that so kind of as more general as like we you know look to start wrapping up so how would you say that um owning a bar on a college campus has taught you to run a business and Things you never would have learned had you um, stayed in college.
2: Um, I just I, I realized like how cool how cool this age group is of people. Um, I think they're they're so. I come to college and you know they might they might come from a small town. They might come from a big town. Doesn't matter where they come from. But by the time they come here, they're just a a blank slate. I think waiting to like you know, learn and accept some, you know, so that maybe is not in their towns, you know. Um, it's just open to, to so many things. I think it's just, it's awesome. Um, and it's something I only got a year of when I went to Toledo. Um, but, you know, just seeing, seeing the students and seeing them, you know, in the bars and seeing them have fun, um, it's just, it's, it's, there's nothing better. It's, it's the main difference between, I guess, my bar Short North and campus is because, you know, these kids are they're coming in to have fun and to dance and to celebrate the drink, you know, $10 bottles of champagne. Um, and I don't know, there's something there's something to be said for that. It feels good to be part of that.
1: Scott, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for coming on the podcast and talking to us.
2: Uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it.
1: And that's it for this week's episode of Fisherling. Fisher Link is presented by Fisher, Inc., the student-run magazine for the Fisher College of Business. I'm Brent Koffenberger.
0: And I'm Paige Palmer.
1: This episode was edited by our sound designer, Connor Bueller. Our executive producer is Adam Lee, and the president of Fisher, Inc. is Ethan Newberger.
0: If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find Fisher Link on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on FisherInc.com, where you can also stay up-to-date on Fisher, Inc. news stories. Thanks to our guests, and we'll see you next time.